Hello and welcome to the Kinky Boys podcast. I'm Craig. And I'm Michael. And today we're talking about chastity. Yes, uh, currently very popular topic. Um, we sort of touched on the topic slightly in our very first podcast because of, what was it, Cucumber? Yeah, they, they, they sort of actually had it on national TV. I know, I know. Maybe partly the reason why it's sort of recently become more okay to talk about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a very, very interesting topic, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the more I thought about it preparing for this episode, I realised how many angles there were for it. Mm. I mean, people, for one fetish, people do it for a lot of different reasons. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it, it ties into a lot of different things, like, um, there's, of course, the dom sub um mm -hmm. there's uh the there's a sort of humiliation aspect to it oh yeah there's a control element to it um some people you know some people use it when they say oh i'm i'm you know I'm, i've got an exam then and then i'm just gonna lock up and not wank until then i've, I've heard that before which i found yeah. really interesting yeah especially since when i've tried to do it it really made studying hard it, it makes didn't... it makes everything difficult because yes. there's just one thing you're focusing on. <laughs> yes, and um, you know there's also what's it? There's uh, sort of sissification, the idea mm. of having you know not really having a cock or not being able to use it. Mm -hmm. um, that's... I mean, there can also be practical reasons. I mean, going to my own experience, I use it basically to help me um, get more into anal. That's fair enough. Yeah, because uh, quick one oh one. I, I've always found anal very difficult mm. and I constantly have to practice or else I lose it. I'm yeah. just it's actually very tight and I can't, often I find chesty or holding off and wanking can help me build up that horniness, which helps me relax, which really yeah. gets me into anal sex. Yeah. It helps with that as well because you're, it kind of refo it focuses you on different sources of pleasure. You start getting so horny mm. that all kinds of things are pleasurable. Mm -hmm. Um, or even more pleasurable. I mean, what I notice as well is I've got very sensitive nipples and they go like off the chart when they get played with after I've been locked up for a while. <laughs> that's that's quite intense. Yeah, it's... I mean, people do it for a variety of reasons. I mean, we can only talk about our experience and yep. we may have a guest later, we'll see about that, who may be able to talk about his. But, um, yeah, so where should we start? Let's... I mean, the practical side. Well, start at the beginning, the how how do you get into it, probably, you know, mm. start. Um, I mean, it, that ties into the practical side, because the mm. practical side is chastity, for those that aren't quite sure what it is, it can be all sorts of things from just not wanking or really playing. It can be a sort of mental mm -hmm. chastity, so you don't, uh, you know, you don't come, you hold off from wanking or, or penetrative sex or whatever. Um, to fully equipped, um, mm -hmm. geared up chastity, which again has various forms. There are so many devices on the market geared towards keeping your cock in check. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, some people do a DIY where they just have two piercings, one through um, their cock head and one behind the balls, and they just padlock them together. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. I mm. can imagine that can be very unpleasant. 
Yeah, if you have two from the reaction, I can imagine yeah. that would rip it out. Ah, yeah. yeah, wonderful image there. <laughs> um, if you were horny, that kind of killed it. <laughs> no, or maybe it didn't. If you're a very yeah. special little person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, as long as it's consensual and everything, yeah. you know, do what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, yeah, but there's you know there's there's some very very sort of elaborate contraptions. There's the big belts you can get, which are actually. They're like metal underwear. Yeah. Um, They're basically know. a huge metal yeah. underwear that goes all the way around, around your hips, huge band. Yeah. And um, they're, the, they're very, you know, again, price is always a question because all of these contraptions mm-hmm. cost money. You can get cheap ones off eBay and off Japanese, Chinese, you know, retailers online. But they're often, there's often a reason why the expensive ones are expensive. Yeah. I mean, I've tried them. They're basically a rip-off of um, a more popular design of the CB... Is it 6000? CB 6000, yeah. Yeah, they're basically rip-off versions. So they're poorer quality material. Sometimes I've heard of them breaking. Mm. I mean, my first experience with Chastity was buying one of them because the hard truth is it can be an expensive fetish to get into if you're not sure. Yeah. So I got it. I tried it. I find the band really wasn't big enough for my Mm. balls. And that caused a lot of problems, which... Again, we'll get into the issues of chastity later. Yeah, the there are some things to think about before you, you know, lock yeah. up. Um, that's why, it, and if you're curious about it, I think the best way to go is try and find other people who are interested, get in touch with them, see what you know. Maybe you can, if you if you have a friend who's into it, or you you know, mm-hmm. you, maybe you can try someone's device out. Um, you know, wear it for a few hours, see how it feels, and then you can go off and 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 buy. Um, because just the practicality. So, as you mentioned, the CB six thousand is the most popular model on the market, um, and it's it's clear clear plastic. Um, comes with different sized rings. rings so that you can adjust to. Yeah. So the cock sheath, as it were, the plastic cock mm. sheath is held in place by a ring around your balls, so it yeah. won't slide off. Yeah, and that's. Um, if you've got very small balls or very big balls, that can always, you know, that's, um, it can be a bit of an issue because, yeah, it can be either yeah. just uncomfortable or it can, if you've got very small balls, they can plop through, um, which is a bit uncomfortable as well. So the sizing is very important, which is, you know, if you know, if you have cock rings and stuff and mm-hmm. that you can wear, regu- that you re- wear or know what size cock ring you are, that makes it a little bit easier to kind of, figure out what size should fit yeah i mean it, it can be very hard because with me mm. i thought a um, chesty belt wouldn't fit me yeah because whenever i tried to put it on mm. my foreskin would bunch and this is a problem yeah. with people with foreskin yeah um is it bunches and you can't get head through so i had to use something called the sock method yeah you get a very thin lightweight sock run it through so it's almost through Put your cock in it and pull the sock through the um, slit of the base of the sheath. And what that does is it pulls all your cock through mm. without letting your foreskin bunch. I ha- I do a similar thing, just I use a, the corner of a plastic bag. It's very yeah. classy. Um, but it works. I mean, that's a- another thing. If you're uncut, being in chastity is a lot more difficult. At least being in a sort of mechanical chastity is a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. because there's the hygiene question, you know, how to keep it clean. Um, 
and there's um just a pure comfort thing you know if you've got your foreskin hanging out the front it can you know it'll tweak when you're wearing underwear and pinch and whatever i mean there's solutions to all these Mm -hmm. things there's little tips and tricks that you know one can give out but um the general gist is for long-term chastity if you want to go into it and not take it off the the easiest is is if you're uncut because if you're uh, if you're cut if you're uncut that makes it permanent wearing of a chastity device very difficult just for health reasons you know you've got you've got to be able to to wash your cock regularly so you can't just kind of hand over the key and say i'll see you in six months time <laughs> yeah you have to take these things yeah, into account exactly um, I mean, on, next up on the scale is a lot of metal ones, which can mm. go for about 30 to £60. Pound. Yeah. They tend to be a lot better. I've heard a lot of people recommend them, especially if they're on the larger size. It, yes, yes and no. Um, the, it depend, it, there again, it depends. Oh, yeah, there's it's, different it's, it's, You can get cheap ones off eBay. There's, they have a, a few construction issues that make it mm. uncomfortable, um, especially if you're a bit more endowed. Um, I mean, what CB did, which I think was very clever of them, is they branched out into different sizes as well. Yeah. So you've got the CB6000, which is, I think, five, uh, not five inches, but it is quite, it's basically, it's, it supposedly fits your bog standard mm-hmm. uh, dick. Then there's the CB6000S, which is the small version. That's the smallest one in the CB range. Um, if you're a bit smaller or you like it a little bit tighter. Um, and then there's the CB3000, which is a little bit shorter than the 6000. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these different variations. You can also get them in different mm-hmm. colors. You know, you know, so it's, 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 there's a wide spectrum there. And then the metal ones, again, all the different shapes and sizes. With the metal ones, you can get custom-made ones. And those cost a lot of money. I think mm-hmm. they are upwards of... because they're they're either made... There's one good seller of those in America. Um, They ship worldwide. And there is a German one. Um, I believe the American one is Metalworks and the um, German one is Steelworks or something like that. They're very sort of (laughs) similar similar names. Um, And they have a a large Mm -hmm. variety of metal cages and all nearly all made to to order yeah i mean on this high-end scale there's a new product that people are getting quite excited about and no we're not um sponsored by mr s that's no safe <laughs> word show we you know we're poor we have to fund ourselves hmm. <laughs> but yeah they brought out a new one called the holy boy trainer yeah. and that's quite interesting because it's made out of a resin mm-hmm. which softens when heated up either by the body or hot water so like in the shower and it molds to fit your shape better so you take this one size fits all one and it will mold to fit you perfectly that's the idea yeah and also the ring is a bit more anatomic designed a bit more anatomically correct Mm -hmm. whereas most most of these rings are like cock rings, so they're round, you know. And they're also hard, whereas this is yeah. much more flexible. It's this, like an ox yeah. wall. Exactly, wall exactly. So it makes that supposedly a lot more comfortable. I, w- I have not yet had the pleasure of trying it. I will hopefully have that in a few months' time. 
Um, yeah. So next we had the previous mentioned huge ones, which yes. are like medieval chastity belts, which cost a lot of money again. Yes. That's, and also uh, have to be custom made, don't they? They do. Yes, yes. they're custom made, and that's uh, the main seller of those is Carrara Chastity um, in uh, Germany. I think it is. Not of the Germans, filthy pigs they are. <laughs> um, so yes, those are the sort of different models that we, um, you can find on the market a lot of sex shops also have their own own brand or yeah. you know stuff like that which can be good it it, it again, varies from seller to seller yeah and it varies from person to person some people fit certain models better better yeah. than others i mean this is a tricky thing about it everybody's anatomy is different in mm. cases of cocks often very different yeah you can have big cocks with small balls small balls with big cocks big cocks big bo- small, <laughs> the whole thing yeah. the whole shebang and even though you should like read reviews and see what other people say because yeah. they can be a loose guideline, there's still be a bit of trial and error. Mm-hmm. So again, tr- if you know friends who have one, ask them if they you can borrow it, or you know find a chastity dom who would be who you trust enough to let you try this. Yeah, I mean the th- the good thing is that with these devices you can. You can say you'll do a day of it and you'll just wear it for a few hours just so that you get a feel for it. You don't have to sort of... That's the other thing. Getting into the chastity thing, you start small. So you start off with Mm -hmm. a few hours, maybe just during a session or just for a few hours wandering about. Mm -hmm. See how it feels. If that feels okay or if if it needs maybe a different size ring or different, you know, you need different device, then you know it. And then you can build up on that. It's very much... um, not just trial and error, but also very much about, you know, experience and a lot. Some people think that they can just be locked up and then, you know, six months later mm-hmm. get the key. Some people are yeah. absolutely fine in doing that. But I would recommend, I think, that you go slowly. You you try it a few hours, then maybe 24 hours, then maybe a weekend and so on. So for building up to being able to wear it for... A long period of time. Yeah. I think. Right. Because we have a lot of... I mean, sleeping is often quoted as being a bit of an issue for people. Get more into that later. So, yeah, very interesting. (laughs) Yes. um, (laughs) There's... um, Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of range out there. Sorry, we just had a a minor incident. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but thanks to the magic of editing, you won't know what it is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. We'll leave it to your imagination. So we already brought up the reasons why people would do them so quickly, so we should go through them in a bit more detail. Yeah. Um, where should we start? Um, well, just with the basic power exchange. Power exchange, yeah. Um, that's how I kind of got into it. Mm. Um, that was a few years ago, and I was... Um, I had a sir... And he was, or he still is, very keen on chastity. And um, mm-hmm. that was, it had been something that I'd sort of seen on the internet and heard about. And I was always very curious about, but never really had the opportunity mm-hmm. to try it. So um, with him at last, I then got that opportunity. And um, that was sort of the beginning mm-hmm. of that for me. And I then went on to invest in my own device and stuff like that. Um, and, um, yeah, that kind of got me hooked on it, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I imagine the most upfront thing about it is you've got this constant reminder of being in else, someone else's control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, besides the effect it's going to have on you, it is very hard to ignore when you're wearing a chastity belt. Yes. It's this big heavy weight where it shouldn't be. And you feel it every time you sit down or every time you walk. Yeah, it's basically yeah. sort of a constant reminder, definitely, of, of your situation, which is very hot. Um, and, I mean, you know, again, there's a whole practicality side to it. So I think, you know, thank God I'm just a student, so I can indulge in these things. Um, if I had to do hard physical labour, I think it would be more, make it more difficult. <laughs> but... Um, that's sort of the basic thing, is the idea of a dom with, you know, uh, a dom who puts it on his sub or slave or whatever, and um, basically can control the sub's basic urges. Yeah. Or, more accurately, control you by your basic urges. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, yes, I mean, I think we'll talk about the effects of it in a bit. We'll, um because those are also very pleasant for yes. the dom, I think, um, in question. So that's one. That's sort of the key. I yeah. think the key sort of way to get into chastity, or the key sort of idea behind it. Um, yeah. And there's others which, like, um, we went into humiliation and sissification. Yes. This. This goes a bit deeper because it often delves into a lot of people's psychological state of um, masculinity. Yeah. And, yeah, well, basically, uh, masculinity as tied to the genitals. Yes. So it's it's sort of quite literal masculinity as such because, you you know, you're kind of giving away your manhood. You're Um, basically not in a realistic way, but virtually castrated. Yes, exactly. It's sort of castrated without the need for any unpleasantness. Yeah, <laughs> it's the nice way to do it. It's the nice way to do it. Plus, yeah. you still have all your urges and your, you know, if given the opportunity, you still have the possibility of using it. It's not quite as Drastic. terminal. Yeah. But it is that same sort of psychological setup of you no longer have a usable set of genitals. Yeah. And it's um you're made impotent in a way, yeah, you are, yeah, um, and um, I mean, you know that also you can sort of see that when you talk to people who are in chastity and they're talking about their genitals, you know they they kind of have terms for you know the 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 whole thing is different, it usually isn't re- they don't usually refer to my cock, and mm. it's it's you, you know in power exchange relations, it's usually. So as cock or, or something like that, because they realise that it really doesn't belong to them anymore. Yeah. Um, there's the in the certification that's usually it becomes a clit more than a, a dick. So I've had that before. Um, uh, you know, there's there's sort of the sweet terms. It's like dicklet, cocklet, that sort of thing. So you get all these slightly yeah. you know humiliating, deprecating mm-hmm. sort of. Um, terms that come with that so that's definitely also a very key factor in yeah so basically if someone has a view of masculinity that way that Mm. sort of sorry that sort of view on masculinity it can be seen as they are becoming less masculine less of a man like a 
hate this term. I hate people that use the term I'm an alpha, but they're more of a beta or omega male. Yeah, there's definitely, term. yeah. Um, there's definitely that sense to it because, I mean, a lot of the gay scene is quite obsessed with this sort of macho man, ideal yeah. alpha male um, sort of image. So to then be in that predicament, it, it is quite the polar opposite to that. So yeah. you are actually... Um, yeah, there is a sort of psychological side to that. Um, I mean, also on the humiliation front, it's there's this upfront one where it's very hard to hide it. Yeah. Especially, I mean, people who do chastity, a lot of them complain about going to the gym. Because it becomes very obvious. Mm. <laughs> Which, you know, if some people enjoy public humiliation, yeah. that's another one we should do sometime. But yeah, it can it can be very public, very obvious. But the thing is that there's a sort of irony to it because it creates a bulge. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of look at it and, you know, you could look at people and think, oh, he's got a huge bulge and, you know, mm. and then you unpack it and it's yeah. there's nothing. Well, there is something there, but it's not useful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, there's definitely these, um, these issues. Um, but... Um, yeah, so that's sort yeah. of one, uh, one, uh, one other aspect yeah. to it. I mean, moving on, uh, there's the next aspect, which is the practical aspect. Yes. Which is, it can be used to help you with things. Yes, it uh, can. I mean, as I said before, I have had it where um, I struggle with anal, mm -hmm. and I want to try and get better at it. And everyone says, as soon as... If they're in chastity a long time, they become much more only focused, much more nipple focused, much more everything else but everything the but penis. Yeah. about the penis. And it's meant to be very good for encouraging that. Which it does. Mm -hmm. Which it does. Because, you know, the joy we have the joy of the so called peace bots, um <laughs> our lovely prostate. Um we have um we <laughs> um yes. We <laughs> um Yes, so that basically what that does is it kind of refocuses everything from just a quick wank, uh, you mm -hmm. know, being able to just, you know, come quite easily to having to find more creative and different ways to get, you know, to sort of satiate the desire and to sort of get a bit less horny. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I mean, we were talking before the podcast, there are people in long-term chastity mm -hmm. where it's done quite a bit of rewiring to sort of their how their brain works yes exactly i mean i have um a friend of mine in america he's got a very popular chastity tumblr blog um and he is he has been self-locked which is another sort of aspect of it he's been self-locked for the better part of two mm -hmm. years now and he basically just gets pleasure through mm -hmm. his his arse or his mouth or his nipples now um and um but i will i will uh come back to um the yeah. sort of long-term effects yeah because like all kink things there are dangers to it which we should discuss you know risk yeah and all that. absolutely but yeah i mean another thing people talk about is just the background sort of levels of horniness just yeah. goes up i yeah. mean i again i'm a bit of a novice when it comes to chastity but i have held off on my inking mm. and i'm so constantly horny after four days, I can't sleep because I'm that horny. And it's this constant... Buzz. Buzz, yeah. Mm. You feel more sensual, you're starting to notice everything around you, you become a total cockhound. 
Yeah. Um, people are... You, I'll yeah. be honest, you become much, much more slutty. Yes, I do. I definitely do. Yeah. Um, I have I have been known, if I've been in it for a while, I will walk down the street and literally everything with a bulge becomes immediately appealing. And I mean practically everything <laughs> with a pulse and a bulge. Wonderful. Um Yes, so that's there's definitely that to it, um, which is you know which is fun in itself. And what is quite interesting as well is that there's this sort of paradox, and there is a certain weird pleasure out of denying yourself the instant instant gratification of a wank because it builds up, you yeah. know, so intensely, so that when in the end you finally do get to have sex, come whatever whatever method, um, it is all the more intense because you know mm-hmm. it's just been building up building up yeah and people often tell me like on the day they get unlocked they mm. have multiple wanks yeah and they can do it quite comfortably because they're that yeah it's i mean the fall there is a certain fallacy there's a certain idea that you know your balls will just produce more and more come without it ever being released it's not quite true because after three days it actually it actually that is the level where your balls are full Mm-hmm. So after three days, it can't actually, they can't actually get any bigger or any more full. Yeah. Because they've already reached that capacity. So mm-hmm. there is no, you know, you can't say that if you don't wank or if you don't come for, say, a week, you'll have a, yes, it'll be technically be a week's worth of come, but practically speaking, three days is the medical maximum of. Yeah. I mean, you know. at that point, you start getting what's medically known as night emissions, which yes. is basically wet dreams, where yeah. you just come in the middle of the night, yeah, just to clear yourself out. Basically. Exactly, and it's. Um, I mean, there's, uh, and this sort of slowly ties into the next sort of um, part of this, which is the effects, also the health sort of issues of um, chastity. The effects not just psychologically, which we've kind of all covered now, um, or mainly. It will massively affect you, especially if you do it long term. Long term is when the big issues start to happen. So the short term, just starting with the short term stuff, again, I said before, and we we talked about it, the importance of getting the right fit, because short term, that's going to, you know, if, if it's not the right size or anything... It's not going to be ple- yeah. pleasant at all. It'll get quite painful. Yeah, and that kind of counteracts what yeah. it's supposed to be doing. It should just be a, a sort of constant mm-hmm. firm reminder, and not a constant pain. Um, so we have um, we have that on the short term. Um, again, short term, say a few days, mm-hmm. especially when you're uncut. Hygiene is really paramount i mean you know yes we have there are a lot of guys out there who are into you know cheesy cocks smelly cocks whatever but just for health reasons you kind of need to give it a good old scrub every once in a while yeah which can be difficult if you've got a sheath of plastic over your foreskin which it makes it a lot more the the metal ones a lot more appealing because they usually allow for a decent they because because of their design they're usually more geared to long-term wear so it's easier to access them for cleaning. You still can't stimulate too much, you can, but you can clean it, and there's enough, you know, that it's it's done so that the skin can still breathe. Mm-hmm. Which with the plastic yeah. ones is the problem that, you know, you should take it off at least once a week 
to give it a good old wash and mm-hmm. clean. Um, I mean, also it starts to build up a smell. You know, it starts to smell if you mm-hmm. don't clean it. The tip, you know, the tip that many have if you're uncut makes it easy, and you've got a plastic device. Q-tips, yeah, um, sort of earbud, cotton buds, to just go in through the front and clean round it yeah. a bit. I mean, a lot of the CB six thousand designs now have holes in the side yeah. for so you can like rinse water through and dry yeah. and clean. Yeah, but it's still quite difficult. It's more e- it's, it's easier with easier the metal with them. Ones. Yeah, definitely a lot easier with the metal ones. Um, there's also more weight with the metal ones. Sort of mm. talking about the constant reminder earlier. So those are the sort of main issues when you're. Yeah. I mean, also if you have if you're uncut, um, then there is a likelihood that your foreskin will kind of peek out the front, which can cause a lot of tweaking and irritation. The tip that I'd have for that is get a condom when you're going out or when you're wearing underwear, or whatever. Put it over the front, and that then removes the immediate friction between yeah. cock and or uh, foreskin tip and. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever you're wearing, so that's that's those are the more short term uh, yeah. effects. I mean, there's another short term effect which you may not think it that important, but after a few days you'll begin to notice, it, which is sleep. Yeah, it will disturb your sleep because you will get try and get erections, especially in the morning, early morning hours. Yeah, mm. and it's nothing to do with sexual pull. This is sort of a biological function. Yeah, and when you try and get up, a will hurt because you're cock straining against whatever it's in it'll also tug against your balls yes it it pretty much becomes a guaranteed 5am wake up call yes i mean i've i've been very lucky i've kind of because i've done it for a few mm. like for longer periods of time and a, and a few times um my body's kind of fine with sleeping yeah too. it's it's a question of getting used to it again mm. you know sooner or later the 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 body will realize okay at 5am or whenever it is my dick's going to get try and get hard and it's going to be painful but because it's happened so many times you'll start to like deal you know be able to deal with it yeah the yeah and this ties into some longer term effects where your body adapts in ways you probably don't want it to yeah or maybe you do that yeah you know there are people yeah. who do i mean the only little tip i'd have for that is always have a bit of vaseline or some you mm-hmm. know um moisturizer or something like that to put underneath your balls where the the ring is so that um, you know the chafing of that is reduced a bit, so that that's a. But yes, the it definitely has a few long term effects that you definitely should know about before embarking on the big, the big chastity experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing is, yeah. So long term effects. Um, to be blunt, you can lose your erection permanently. Yes, I mean I don't. Permanently, yeah, it can be hard to get back. Hard to get it back, I think. Um, this, this is again people who've worn it for a year, year and a half, two years. They, there, because it is like very much like a muscle. Um, it, it, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. So the the body kind of tells or realizes that nothing's going to happen, mm-hmm. and it's been trying to get hard, but it's being restrained, and it it becomes to a point where it just kind of gives up on it because it realises mm, nothing's going on down there. So, you know. Um, so there is there is definitely mm-hmm. the risk. And I've I've heard that, or the risk or the, the chance, I've heard that from several different people. Yeah. That, you um, know, yeah. Just to be clear, what's the sort of a uh, time gap on that? 
the time frame for when that will start to become an issue? It, it usually you'll be f- the the thing is it depends it also depends on how you do your chastity if you yeah. regularly say once a week or a few times a week you let yourself out to clean yeah. and everything your cock's always going to get hard once a week so if you have a rhythm like that you can probably wear it all you know a year yeah. because it's going to have those moments of mm. um exercise or whatever you want to call it <laughs> <laughs> but um the, usually what they say is that once, if you literally don't get out of it anymore, once you get, I'd say, three quarters of a year in, so I that is about what eight eight months, something like that, eight eight to nine months. That's when you start to realise that. I mean, already after a few months, after three to four months, you'll start mm-hmm. realising that you get erections less often, and they're usually not as sturdy. Hot, as sturdy. Yeah. But you still get them, and, you know, I mean, technically, if you take it off after a year and you can't really get hard, it'll take a few days or a few weeks, and it should go yeah, back to you... being able to use it. Because, yeah, the body is adaptable, and you could probably train yourself yeah. back into using it. Exactly. But it, it might be a bit difficult. It might, first. yeah. And the longer you're in it, the less likely it is to yeah. come back yeah. at a decent rate. So that's definitely something to keep in mind before you sort of... The other thing is, especially for younger guys, but it counts for everyone, mm. um, prostate massages. Yes. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, sounds fun, <laughs> but there is actually a medical reason why you need to do it if you're in chastity. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, what people don't realise is that we have... That there are health... Uh, you know, there are a lot of health benefits yeah. to coming and... Uh, Prostate massages, prostate massages are healthy and fun mm-hmm. for everyone, not just people in chastity. But um, basically, the long-term health effects can be that if you do not stimulate your prostate, do not ejaculate, do not empty the prostate, you know, all the prostate of liquids. What can happen is that they have realised that, especially for younger guys, there is a possibility of increase in prostate cancer risk. So you really don't want the big C. So stick to you yeah. know so when you're in the sea you don't want the sea um awful joke i really apologize for that but um but yes yeah, so you you know to avoid those sort of complications regular milkings be mm-hmm. that you know just to have a good old wank every few weeks or every you know so often yeah or um forced milking you know mm-hmm. there's uh, there's that where you're tied down and you have no control over it oh yeah you can make it a fun little place you can make it very fun or you can be very very mean and make it unpleasant for the poor poor sub who probably loves it anyways oh yes we haven't <laughs> covered the tie-in topic of ruined orgasms yes but i think we can shall we do that now or another day well, we can sort of touch on it and then yeah. elaborate at a, yeah. at a further date. Ruined orgasms are basically when um, you're built up to the point of coming, especially after you've been in chesty for weeks and weeks and weeks and you're desperate. And when you finally get to that plateau, they stop. So you're ejaculating, but not being stimulated. Yeah, which basically means you're still as horny as you were before, but you come. Yeah. So it's uh, it's very mean, but it's very fun as well. And there's people um, who can, you know, after a while in chastity, you can also have in-cage ruined orgasms. Mm-hmm. One thing that I found quite incredible was um, 
which kind of ties in as well with the whole sissy thing is the w- the way that we or the way that a woman would masturbate usually is a vibrator mm-hmm. usually held to the clit to stimulate that and what happens with chastity and what is quite you can be quite playful and mean with and fun yeah. is if you get a small vibrator because you can get them in vibrating uh, butt plugs all that sort of stuff just a small vibrator and hold it to the cage whilst the person's in it and very horny that creates that sort of gently vibrates the cage yeah. and stimulates yeah, very yeah. slightly so you get incredible you know you do get a lot of stimulation but not enough to sort of get you anywhere so you're you're sort of constantly on the verge of you know getting somewhere closer to coming but you're never actually going over I mean, it. you can come in chastity. I've talked to people who, rather embarrassingly, mm. come in public where basically walking along, where yeah. they've been so horny because they've been chast- in chastity for ages and ages yeah. and ages, and it's built up, and just the rubbing of the material against their cock made them come. It yeah. wasn't hard. They couldn't no, get hard. No. But they still came mm-hmm. without warning, without control. Mm-hmm. Which again ties into humiliation yeah. and lack of control and that. Yes, so yeah. there's you know there's there's a big scope for <laughs> enjoyment. Yeah. So I think we've kind of covered covered most. Yeah, I aspects. think we've covered everything. Yeah, we've covered health, being risk aware about it, mm-hmm. what you can do with it, the main motivations for it, how to get into it if you yes. want to. Um. Yeah. I think that's that sort of wraps that up. Yeah. Locks it up. <laughs> well. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see you soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. Keep listening mm-hmm. and keep kinky. <laughs> <laughs>